I was uh, ready to come up and preach, and then I jumped up too quick, and uh, I fell apart. You ever had something just fall apart and wonder why? And so, well, good morning. It's good to see you guys. God bless you. I'm ready to get started. Are you guys? Yes, sir. Uh, there's so much that I'd like to say, but uh, I'm going to, I'm just limited time. So I just want to, I want to start out with, first of all, we're going to continue on in our series called Consider the Source. Consider the Source. And we're going to start out with Jeremiah 29, verse 11, and uh, as our text. And so if you want to follow along, you're more than welcome. If you brought your Bible, want to open up your device. If not, we'll have it up on the screen in just a moment. Uh, but before we do uh, get into this, let me, let me just tell you my heart in this series. I, I, feel, I feel that uh, a, a couple of reasons why I feel like the Lord wanted me to bring this series, Consider the Source, is, uh, is because the times that we live in, there's a lot of people that are uh, fearful, fearful uh, about uh, their future financially. And, uh, and, and I think if we don't look to God as our source, uh, I think we're going to be in a place of fear. I think we uh, have some things, if, we're, if God's not our source, that we, we have reason to be fearful. Uh, but if God is our source, we have nothing to fear. Uh, there's many times in the scripture it says, fear not, fear not, fear not. Uh, we even started out this series uh, talking in the first message, the first installment of talking about the worry-free life, that God doesn't want us to live a life of worry, that we can be free of worry, and we discovered how we could do that, and that's trust. It's trusting in God with everything and for everything. And then uh, last week we talked about the, uh, the God-honoring life and what that looks like. And if we'll just honor God, uh, that He'll move supernaturally in our lives. That if we uh, drift from honoring Him, it limits His power. Jesus said He couldn't do any mighty works uh, among His own people and His own, his own town, His own country. Because, because people knew Him. They were just familiar with Him and they didn't honor Him. And so He couldn't do anything mighty. There And if we'll just honor God, specifically, uh, we're talking financially, honor Him with the first fruits. And, and just put Him first in, in your, in your uh, first tenth of your, of your income. And, and just watch what God does. It isn't that we have to do that. We get to do that. We do it at a relationship. If, if we're not doing it at a relationship, I think we, we still limit God in what He wants to do in our life. It's all about relationship, folks. Okay? Uh, second, uh, or third thing that uh, I want to talk to you about, and that's today, is I, I want to talk to you about the sower life, the sower life. But before we get there, uh, the two reasons why I believe that God put this in my heart. One is there's a lot of people that are fearful. Two, I believe there's things that God wants to do in us and through us, and we just need to understand that He's our source. Whether it's financially or whether it's uh, things that he wants us to step out into, whether through ministry or business opportunities or, or different things in life, that we've got to look to God as our source. And, and God's wanting to reach the lost. He's wanting to grow a life-giving church that, that reaches the lost disciples of found and equips the next generation. And he's looking, for, he's looking for churches to do that. He's looking for a people to do that. 
And, uh, but we've got to look to him as our source. And he wants us to be able to step out and not be fearful. I, I think that if we're going to follow God, if we're going to follow God effectively, that uh, we've got to have a different perspective than, than this world. We've got, we've got to look at things differently. And, and so we've, we've got to understand God's heart, God's will for our life. That's why we can't be conformed to this world. Romans says we can. It's easily, it's easy to do, but he says, don't be, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't think like this world thinks. And, and, and that's the only way that we're going to be able to prove what is the good, the acceptable and the perfect will of God. And so Jeremiah 29 verse 11 tells us God's will for our life. I believe that it defines it, not just for some, not just a select few, but for all of us. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, I know the plans I have for you. Notice here, plans to prosper you. He has plans to prosper us. This is the will of God, the plan of God, the purpose of God, part of the purpose of God for our life is to prosper us. And again, that word prosper means, it means shalom, it means peace, it means nothing missing, nothing broken, means prosperity, means health. Wholeness, just a completeness in our life. He wants that and has that for us. Notice here, not, he, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have a plan to harm us, but to give us a hope and to give us a future. That's God's plan for you and I. And so we've got to rethink how we maybe thought in the past concerning our life, concerning our circumstances, and we've got to consider the source. That God is our source and this is His plan for you and I. And we've got to quit being hesitant and moving forward in the great things that God has for you and I. And He does have greatness for us. And, and I don't know about you, but that excites me. That God has great things for, for us. And one of God's ways of prospering us is through sowing and reaping. And this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the sower life. And I'm, I'm not bringing this to you to get money out of you. Man, I'm, I'm telling you, this works across the board in every area of your life. And, and I'm not doing that. We're not, we don't have a special campaign that we're trying to raise funds for anything. Okay? So, so this is all about you. This is all about what God wants to do through you and in you and for you and about you. And he, he's, there's great things that he has for you. And Genesis chapter 8 verse 22 says, while the earth remains, is the earth still here? I mean, we're, we're walking in it. We're, we're in it right now. So, so this is talking about now. While the earth remains, it says seed time and harvest, cold and heat, uh, I think that's supposed to say winter and summer. Okay. Winter and summer and day and night shall not cease. Seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping. That's what it's talking about. And God will use sowing and reaping as a means to prosper us. If we'll sow the right seed, we'll get the right harvest. If we'll sow the right seed, we'll get the right things in return. And that's what we're going to talk about. God gives us the ability to prosper, whether small or big. He gives us the ability to prosper through sowing and reaping. 
And I want to bring to you 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 11. And, and I'm, I'm like you, I need to be reminded of this. As I even studied this out, it's like, man, I, these truths, I need to be renewed. That's why it says, it says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by, by the renewing of your mind. It's not something that you've heard the first time. It's something that you're renewing yourself in so that you continue to prove out what's God's good, perfect, and acceptable will in, our, in your life, in our life. And so it's something that's continuously done in our lives. So as I... Studied this out, it's like, man, this is good. I've read this before and I know this, but this is really good. Lord, remind me that my life, I'm constantly sowing and sowing, and I need to attach my faith to that so that I would reap it too. So it says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, we'll start there through 11. It says, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. So if you sow a little, you're going to get a little back. So God's empowered us and has given us the ability to determine what we're going to sow and what we're going to get back. It says, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly, or of a necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is, get this, as a result, God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. And as it is written, He has dispersed abroad, He has given to the poor, His righteousness endures forever. Now may He who supplies, get this, that's why we need to consider the source, now He who supplies seed to the sower. So who gives the seed? Not a trick question. Who gives the seed? God gives the seed, so he's the source. He gives seed to the sower. And get this, it tells us bread for food. So God provides us what we need for lively, our livelihood and also for what to sow, what to give. So he's constantly giving us all the time both. The problem is sometimes we eat our seed instead of sowing our seed. Instead of, instead of taking what God meant to sow so that he can bring a harvest of much more into our lives, we're eating it and therefore we're not prospering on the level that God wants us to prosper. Let me just make this clear. In America, we are prosperous. Every one of us are prospering. I don't care how poor you may think you are. If you're in America, you are rich. Even if you don't have a nickel in your pocket right now, I'm telling you, you're rich. Okay? And so God gives us. You got food in your belly. Hopefully. If not, there's some cookies we'll give you in a little bit. You're prospering. Okay? And so God gives us. He gives us seed for sowing. He gives us food for eating. Thank God for that. Amen? And supply and multiply the seed that you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. So when we sow that seed, he multiplies it, he increases it on our behalf. So that we can have more to sow. And so this prosperity that I'm talking about, it's not so that we can get, it's so that we can be a, a bigger giver. And, and there's, there's something about, unless you've experienced it, there's just something about being able to give. That's like nothing else. 
whether it's financially, of your time, of your talents, of your energy, or of your, of your wisdom. Have you ever told somebody and just shared some thoughts with them and it just made such a big difference in their life? How, the difference it makes in your life because they took it and they applied it and, and it, it revolutionized their life? I'm, I'm, that's what God wants us to have. He wants us to have an abundance in this. While you are enriched in everything with all liberality, liberality which uh, causes thanksgiving through us to God. Ultimately, it's going to bring glory to God. Now, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10 says it this way. I love that the way it says in the Amplified. It says, Now he, God, who provides seed for the sower and bread for food, will provide and multiply your seed for sowing. That is your resources. He'll supply your resources for sowing. So what I want to do today in our time together, I just want to share a little bit about with God as our resource, there's three things that we ought to do. Number one, we should sow for what we need. If, if he's our resource, let's sow, let's take our resources and let's sow it for what we need. There's things that we need in our life, God wants to provide in our life. My wife, have this, my wife and I have this saying, when you have a need, sow a seed. And we've done that umpteen times throughout our, our walk with the Lord. When we have a need that's beyond what we can meet, we sow a seed. Because it ain't going to make a difference anyway. If you don't have the means to take care of it, sow a seed. And so if I have a need for a job, guess what I, I would do? I, I'd sow some volunteer work somewhere and, and, in belief that God's going to take that seed that I'm sowing and so that I would reap a job. If I have need for health, I love the story of Dodie Osteen. Uh, If you know who she is, she's uh, Joel Osteen's mom. Years and years and years ago, she was diagnosed with some kind of cancer, and they had only given her just a short time to live, like a couple of weeks or something. And so she purposed in her heart to do a few things. One thing that she was going to forgive anybody and everybody that had ever done anything wrong to her. She purposed that she was going to get the scripture and she was going to start speaking the scripture over her life. And the third thing that she purposed to do is that she was going to go pray for the sick. And so she started going to the hospital praying for the sick. And guess what? She's still alive today. And we're talking 30-something years later. God, in, I mean, God healed her because she had a need. She sowed a seed. I remember years ago, uh, my son... Uh, when he started his, uh, him and his wife started their business here in, in, uh, in Tyler, he came, he had a business in, uh, in Oklahoma and uh, sold it up there, came up here, and he brought one of his uh, fancy vehicles with him that he had already spent thousands and thousands of dollars that was only worth about eight or nine hundred, right? <laughs> Something like that. But he was so far in it, he just kept seeking money in it. Anyway, that, that truck wasn't going to go much further and he needed a vehicle and and he was just getting started. They were just getting started here. And so he couldn't go borrow. They just didn't have the uh, ability to go and, and get a vehicle. And he, he was talking to me one day. And I just, I, you know, I just prayed about it because that's what I do. I always go to the Lord. Lord, what do we, what's going on? What, you know, what's your wisdom here? Because God is my resource. And he's your resource. Why do we sometimes go to God last instead of first? We need to consider the source. And so we were talking and I prayed and I just felt in my heart to tell them, if you'll sow a seed, somehow God's going to meet that need. 
And it was during this season where we were, in, as a church, we're giving bikes away. And, and we used to do some things for the community and giving bikes. And, and, uh, and, and I remember they prayed about it and they felt like they were supposed to sow some seed for some wheels for kids. And so they, they sowed some seed towards uh, uh, bikes. And, uh, and we went to uh, uh, San Antonio and we were leaving after our visit up there and uh, we got family up there and we were leaving. We were heading out after a couple of days there, two or three days there. And, and as was driving out, uh, somebody saw a pickup with a for sale sign on it that would work perfect for, his, uh, for their business. I keep saying his, but their business. And, uh, and so my son turned around. I think he was driving. He turned around and we went back and looked at it, talked to the owner, convinced the owner to finance it to him. Never met him before. He was a business owner, convinced him to finance the truck to him. And, uh, and the guy did it. And I think the week following, my son had landed a huge contract, if you remember. Huge contract. He's got going back in his memory. And uh, it was just a short time after that that, uh, that he paid off that truck. Way before he was supposed to. And all from a seed that he sowed. Or they sowed. i got to quit saying that. They sowed. And so, and so I'm here to tell you, God takes your seed, he multiplies it, and brings it back in. And they were able, here's the cool thing, out of all of that, they were able to give that, peak, that old pickup a decent funeral. Because it needed, be, it needed, to, it needed to die. But let me give you some scripture here. Luke 6, verse 38 says, Give, and it will be given to you. I love this scripture. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, will it be put into your bosom. Get this. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. That kind of goes with Corinthians. If you give a little, you're going to give a little back. If you, give a, 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 you know, if you give bountifully, you're going to get bountifully back. So that's what it's, 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 it's mirroring what we read earlier, right? Let me read this to you out of the Living Bible. It says, for if you give, you will get. Your gift will return to you in full and overflowing measure, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more and running over. Whatever measure you use to give, large or small, will be used to measure what is given back to you. I love that. God gives us the ability to prosper, but many times we're not looking at the resources we have within our, our, our reach as being seed. We need to ask God, what's seed? What's food for eating? What's seed? What do I use for, for just our, our life, whether it's finances or anything else? And what do I use for seed so that you can bring it back into our lives? Uh, Proverbs 11, 23, 24, out of the New Living, it says, Give freely and become wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. I think that's why Doldy Olstein was just... Uh, Healed. I believe she sowed for what she had need for in her life. So with God as our source, we should sow for what we need. Secondly, we should also sow for what we desire. 
There's a difference between needs and desires. There's just things that we, we desire that we could, we could do without, but we, we just desire it. And, and, and God, God wants us to have our needs met. God shall supply all of our needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. It doesn't say all of our desires, but he, he's, not a, he's not opposed to that. He does want us to have what we desire. And if you read Scripture, the Bible tells us whatsoever things you, you when you pray, when you, whatsoever things you pray, wait, whatsoever things you ask, when you pray, uh, whatsoever, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So he's not opposed to us having things that we desire. How many of you understand that? And you can sow for what you desire. Galatians says it this way. I love this. And this is a scripture that, man, we just need to, we need to hang everything on in what we're saying today. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever. Say whatever. In other words, it's not limited to finances. It's not limited to just that area. It's whatever. Whatever a man sows, that will he also, also reap. Whatever, whatever a man sows. Now, I'm not focusing in on the negative, so I'm not even going to do that, but it does apply to the negative. So if we're sowing some negative seed, we're going to receive some negative, a negative hard, harvest back into our life. That's why we've got to sow good seed. We've got to sow for what we desire in our life. What is it that you desire that you need to sow towards that you just don't have yet? You need a soul towards it. You need to just keep on giving. And, and by the way, if you go on and read, it says, it says when you do sow this, don't, go, don't grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you'll reap if you don't lose heart. Keep your heart connected to your seed after you sow it. How do you do that? You keep in faith. You keep speaking it. You keep declaring it. Thank you, Lord, for my harvest. Thank you that I'm going to have what you say I'm, I'm going to have. Ecclesiastes says it this way. It says, cast your bread upon, the, in Ecclesiastes 11.1, 1, cast your bread upon the waters for you will find it after many days. The Living Bible says it this way, give generously for your gifts will return to you later. If you jump down to verse 4, I like this. It says, he who observes the wind will not sow, but who... Uh, but he who regards the clouds will not reap. In other words, if you're looking at your conditions and your circumstances, you're not going to sow. And as a result, you're not going to reap. And so if you're considering the conditions, then the Living Bible says if you wait for perfect conditions, you'll get nothing done. Absolutely nothing. And and here's here's the thing. I love my son. I love my son. I talk about my son. He's one of our pastors here. He's, he's been with me all my life. <laughs> Thank God. I love my son. I always want influence in his life. He's 33 years old, a very responsible uh, uh, young man. Uh, he's calling younger generation young now, so he's getting older. And, uh, but I, I love my son. And, and I purposed in my heart from from a very young age when I discovered this truth that I was going to always have influence in his life. 
And I knew if I was going to always have influences in his life, I was always going to have to be sowing into his life so I could reap that back in, 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 in uh, constantly. And so I remember getting involved in children's ministry. I got involved in children's ministry before I was uh, pastoring. It was years and years ago in, in a church in Oklahoma. And, and uh, the children's pastor, he was a little crazy. He still is. He's awesome, but he's a little crazy. He'll try any. Yeah, I thought, I thought they all were. And uh, he'd try anything. And, uh, and, and this guy, the first day in children's ministry, he has me dress up in a costume. And this costume's name was Tuscalina, the, the dancing ballerina. Yes. Are you kidding me? I've got no rhythm. I can't dance. But one of my responsibilities was to dance. And what, what they did is Tuscalina came out once a month. And, and Tuscalina would have to go up and down the aisles. And we had a couple of hundred kids. as a church of several thousand. So we, we'd have to go up, up and down. And, and as, a, as a birthday music was being sung. And for all those that had a birthday that month, Tuscalina would show up and basically say happy birthday to everybody. Well, I had to dance. Here, I'm, uh, here I am in a... In a full body costume, got, I have no rhythm. I cannot dance, folks. I found out the other day at a pastor's conference, there was a, 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 a black uh, uh, worship pastor. It's funny, funny, funny. And he was talking about pastors and telling pastors that you guys need to, you need to worship God and teaching us how to worship. And he's, he's got a white pastor. And he says, he says, you do your best. And he says, my pastor's a pogo stick. So when you're worshiping, if all you can do is pogoing, do it. And listen, that's about the extent of what I can do. I'm a pogo stick worshiper, amen? But they had me out there in Tuscalina, and Tuscalina had a tutu. And I'm having to dance, and I had never seen this before. First day puts me in that thing. Guess what my responsibility was every month? Tuscalina. I, I didn't get pretty good, but I did it anyway. And I'm here to tell you, I did that because I want influence in his life. I'll do anything to have influence in people's lives so that I can lead them into the things of God. I, 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 you know, I go to my son's uh, softball games, every one of them. Unless I'm out of town, I'm there. Cold, heat, whatever, I'm at his softball games. If he calls me, if if it's within my power, I'm gonna I'm gonna move I'm gonna move heaven or hell to 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 accommodate him because I want influence in his life. Guess what I'm doing? I'm sowing seed for what I desire. Some of you, you got the power to change your world. You got the power to change your life. Sorry about that. You just got to start recognizing it, start sowing for it, and, and, and you know, you'll, you'll, you'll reap a harvest. Now, thank God that I have a harvest of influence, not only in my son, my, my wonderful daughter-in-law, my grandchildren, uh, because of seed I sow. And, and continue to sow it. Are you getting the picture? So God, God, with God on our, as our source, we should sow for what we need 
and for what we desire. And let me give you the third one in closing. We also ought to sow for what God wants. There's some things that God wants to bring about in our lives that he wants us sowing for so that he can reach people and do great things in and through us. There are, there are just some things that he wants to do. And sometimes you don't even under, sometimes we underestimate. It may be something small. How many were here last week? Okay. Last week, uh, during the week, during prayer, I was praying, and I was praying about this message, and I felt like God put it on my heart for my wife and I to, to give one of our members a $50. Just, and, I, and I did that last week. How many of you remember that? And, and I, gave, I gave that $50 and, and, and during, as part of the, an illustration of, of, of a, a message, and, and uh, we, just, we just gave that $50. And uh, this past week, uh, we had a, a, a pastor, a local pastor, a friend of mine, that uh, sent a check in. And, uh, and so I just, I, I texted him back. He sent a check, and I thought it was to the church, but I texted him back and I said, thanks for, for blessing the church, and I appreciate it. And, and instead of texting me back, he called me back, and he says, hey, that wasn't for the church. That was for you. I'm sorry that that didn't get communicated. That was for you. And I felt right after that, I felt like the Lord just, and, and honestly, it doesn't happen this quick. And I could be wrong, but I just felt, I really sensed that the Lord said that was in direct result to my obedience in giving that $50. It was 500 bucks. Yeah. Hey, yeah, come on, let's give God glory. 500 bucks. And, and, uh, and so, you know, it's just because of obedience in giving when I felt like I was supposed to give. And sometimes we don't realize. We don't. And by the way, many times it's not going to come back that way. It may come through a promotion. It, came, it may come through overtime. It may come through, uh, it may come through uh, just an opportunity that God puts uh, within your reach. It may come through a sale where, where normally you might be paying this amount, but God gives you a sale and you only pay this amount. And that's a harvest, folks. And so, so whatever increase, but God will bring it back to us because he will not be mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. And there are some things that God wants to get accomplished here on this earth. And, and, and so, you know, last week there was a message that I felt like God wanted to communicate. And I just sowed to give towards it. And guess what? Out of that $500, I'm going to give, I'm going to give our tithe, which we do. And we give a percentage over that into a ministry called Kingdom Builders here in our church. And, and what that is, if you want to know what that is, there's a, a card back there that you can pick up on the table. Again, I'm not taking up offerings or anything, but it's, it's where uh, a number of people that give above their ties to uh, an offering, and, and we help people, we do people, we, we, we help people in different areas where, um, where, I mean, we've done a number of different things where we've helped people get cars, We've helped people have car repairs. With, uh, uh, we've helped people uh, bury uh, loved ones. We've helped uh, a number of different things. Uh, we do construction work, uh, things that we do around here, like we did the remodel. Our kingdom builders paid for that. 
Those that provide for that and give towards that. The other day, we, uh, there was a lady in our church that needed some help in, with a battery, and so we paid for the, uh, a battery for their car. And it's just, it's just a number of things that we do through, through sowing and giving. And anytime you give, it's not lost. <coughs> Consider the source. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. And so I know even out of that 500, there's going to be money going back in. And, and of course, we're going to obey God if there's anything else he wants us to do. Amen? And so let me give you a, a couple of scriptures here. Luke chapter 9, verse 23 and 24, it says, He said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. If you want to have God's best out of your life, sow your life. Then you're going to get it back. I'm talking about, I'm not just talking about finances. I'm talking about whatever God wants, sow it. Our dream team, uh, for you that don't know what our dream team is, those are the ones with the tag around that help put together everything that we do here on Sunday mornings. Guess what they're doing? Every, every time we come together, they're sowing their life. In the lives of others, in the life of everyone that comes, we're doing that so that everyone here would experience God's best, God's greatest. So that they'll get this and be able to apply it and be able to walk in, in success in every area of their life. We do that together. Sow your life. Mark chapter 10, verse 29 through 30, it says, Jesus answered and said, I surely, I say to you, there is no one who has left houses and brothers and sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake in the gospel, who shall not receive, get this, a hundredfold now in this time, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, lands, with persecutions. I always like to say, you'll get so much back that people are going to criticize you. And in this age to come, eternal life. So God wants to bring blessing back on us. He wants to do this for you and I so that we could experience God's wonderful, wonderful prosperity and so that we could show others how to live this life of financial peace, live this life of health, live this life of prosperity. God wants us to be prosperous in every area. So here's my question for all of us here today. What seed do you have in your hand that you need to be sowing? Whether it's time, whether it's talent, whether it's treasures. What seed do you need to be sowing? And, 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 and once you identify that seed, where do you need to sow it? Get with God. Pray. I believe he'll show you. He's, he, he's going to lead us and guide us. The Holy Spirit wants to lead us and guide us into all truth. I believe that the Holy Spirit has already talked to someone and is talking uh, to a number of us today in areas that we need to sow for. So I want you to bow your heads and bow your hearts for just a moment. And I want you to just ask the Lord to, if you, maybe you, he hasn't talked to you, maybe he hasn't identified some area or areas of your life to show you right now. Father, we 